0: Welcome to You, Me, Empathy. Thank you for listening. We would like to remind you that this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only, and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Known as just a silly boy with a feely heart. Please consider supporting the show. Check us out on Patreon, or simply leave a review on iTunes. Here's your host and creator of the show, Known Wells. La, 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 la. you, 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 the yeah. La, la, la. Welcome to You Me Empathy, a podcast about exploring the struggles we face in our day to day lives as humans trying to get by on this wondrous and overwhelming pale blue dot. The intent of Yumi Empathy is to talk openly, without judgment, about our mental health, our neuroses, our shared anxieties and worries, to create a dialogue that is vulnerable and deeply human and empathetic, and to share that dialogue with others to inspire emotional and cognitive collaboration and insight so we can, hand-in-hand, break down the stigma that make us feel shame and guilt for struggling, for feeling our feelings... For hearing Scooby in the background, and also for being feely humans, You Me Empathy is a safe, friendly space designed to inspire the beauty in each of us. Today, I am here by myself, in fact. I'm here to do a special episode 86 AMA. I, uh, I'm doing it because it's uh, my 38th birthday. Actually, my 38th birthday was... Uh, just this past week, a few days ago. And uh, I took a lot of questions from Twitter and from Instagram and from Patreon and from Facebook. And I'm going to go through each of those today and, and probably talk about a bunch of other things as well, because I uh, I am prone to uh, verboseness as well as uh, tangents. I love a good tangent. Tangents are great. Tangents is where we find unexpected beauty, right? So that's what I'm doing today. There's no guest. It's just me. Uh, we're going to get into it. I'm not going to do, you're not going to hear an intro to this episode. It's, it's, this is it. So before we get to the episode, please uh, make sure you're subscribed to You Empathy and Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe uh, and leave a review that is kind of like my wish for my birthday is, well, I, I kind of have two wishes. One, for you to listen to this episode, maybe three wishes. One, listen to this episode, which you're doing, hooray, gold star. Two, uh, leave a review for You Me Empathy in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It's, uh, it's a great way to help out the show and it's free and I would love you forever. Uh, three, um, if you're connected with me on Facebook and if you go to the show notes for this episode, I link there a, uh, donation link. I'm doing a fundraiser for Project Heal, uh, for my birthday. So I want to get up to a thousand bucks. So if you can give a dollar or $5 or 10 or more, great, whatever you can give, I would really appreciate it. So go to the link in the show notes for this episode. Let's get to it. Okay. Let's get to the first question on this episode 86, AMA, ask me anything. Oh, and if you like this, uh, if this is something you enjoyed listening to, uh, make sure you let me know um, on Instagram at Yumi Empathy or Twitter at Yumi Empathy. I'd love to to, um, not waste your time. So, uh, this is uh, the first time I've done this, so uh, please let me know. I I want each of these episodes to be... um, thoughtful, and enriching uh, to your lives. That's, that's the whole point. So let's, uh, let's do it. Let's jump right in. Okay. The first question um, is from Elise Landowski uh, on Patreon. Thank you, Elise, for your patronage over there at patreon.com slash The question is, quote, what's the most beautiful thing anyone has ever told you? perhaps not the most easy one but I think really worth thinking about end quote uh, yes Elise a very good question and 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 um, I had to I had to think about this one for a while but there are two specific things that um, I I wanted to mention two very beautiful things that people have told me uh, over the course of this podcast specifically so I've mentioned them before but they are two of the most sort of thought-provoking, beautiful things that I think really encapture uh, or encapsulate what this podcast is all about. The first one is from Aaron Smith from episode 53 of You Empathy. Aaron said, quote, It's not about what is right or wrong, but about what is love. It's not about what is right or wrong, but about what is love. End quote. Uh that that's it right there, right that that's 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 the end all be all for me is is we as a society, I feel tend to get into weird obsessions with right or wrong or proving ourselves to others or winning in some way and it's it's this strange competition, and I think there's a lot of um, American culture that that's kind of supports that. And I, I, I don't think, I'm not saying competition is a bad thing, but it can result in some divisiveness and some exclusion. And especially in terms of, you know, I think what Aaron was speaking to is, in this case, religion specifically. And I, I, I just think it's a great quote. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing that Aaron said that can be applied to, to, to life. Stop thinking about what is right or wrong or what we should or shouldn't do or this or that. It's really about what is love. So the things we do should be representative of love and love in our hearts whenever we're interacting with other humans. you know that's That's the thing I think about a lot and I'm not always successful at it, but I love it. So that's that's beautiful beautiful thing number one from my guest Aaron Smith. The other thing is again very an important lesson uh, that is a common theme in Yumi empathy, and it's a quote from my friend Katie Hilliard from way back in episode four of this podcast. She said, "quote You have to give people the dignity of their own experiences. You have to give people the dignity." Of their own experiences, uh, again, a beautiful statement. Uh, one that I feel um, really came to fruition in episode seventy-four, talking about validation. If you haven't listened to that, I, I really kind of go into it. Uh, but really, this podcast and 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 an extension of that, you know, my life is what I've tried try to do is. Recognizing that we each have unique experiences, even so far as, you know, my siblings or I, like, have, you know, maybe we, we experienced something similar, but we each had unique emotional reactions to that experience. And it's just a good lesson in grace and empathy and having compassion for the fact that we're all very unique in what impacts us and what affects us emotionally and mentally and there's no there's no like checking there's no single box of like oh that was your experience and this is this is the reaction it, it doesn't work that way so recognizing that and being cognizant of the fact that each of us has a unique experience allows for in my mind more empathy more love more connection just more understanding of our fellow feely human in the world. And uh, so, that's, those are two beautiful things that I wanted to share. Um, that's question one from Elise. Thank you, Elise. Uh, let's move on to question two. This is from Joelle Marie. Uh, Joelle was recently on the podcast in episode 85, so please check out that. Uh Joel says quote, "How would you describe your favorite color if you couldn't use the word of the color in the description? uh my favorite color is warm, playful, and maybe sometimes melancholy. so I'm just gonna leave it at that and move on to uh the next question, which is from facebook uh Josh Sop says, How are things' <laughs> Uh, things are good, Josh. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I, I'm very happy with my podcast. I, life is going pretty well, I think. Um, finding some hope in my sort of medical ailments and things and physical pains I'm getting some answers, and that's always very helpful. So I'm, I'm feeling very hopeful and positive at the moment. So thank you. Uh, okay, next question. This is also from Joelle on Facebook. Quote, what is one response you had from someone when explaining that you do, uh, when explaining what you do with you empathy that genuinely surprised you and why? You know, I I had a hard time coming up with an answer for this one because uh, there's really nothing specific, uh, but I've gotten a few times the sort of, oh wow, that's cool, you know. And I, I think the great thing about the podcast is that there's so much beauty in the stories of my guests. It's it's sometimes even hard to put into words. Like when we think about listening to the stories of others, um, there's so much there to glean and to glom onto and to learn from. and And every time, every single week, I am blown away by... The insights of my guests, the the resilience, the beauty in each of them, and it's such a it's such a gift for me. I do feel a bit of um. it's not. I mean, I, I'm being hyperbolic, but I, I feel maybe a little selfish at times because I'm getting such a gift. I'm just getting it every week, um, and it's uh, it just makes me happy to know that you listeners are getting that too. You're connecting with my guests, and it's such a It's such a wonderful thing. So, like, on the surface, um, Eumie Empathy could maybe be construed as, I don't know, something maybe a a little less meaningful or who knows. But the truth is, it's so meaningful. And I'm just in it. And that's because of the guests and their beautiful stories. So, that's my answer to that question, Joel. Thank you for asking Next question is also from Joelle. Joelle was very verbose in her questionnaires here. Uh, uh, She says, quote, What are some things you've had to struggle to empathize with? Specific situations or general ideas or POVs or opinions? This is a really beautiful question and something I think about a lot and something I think we as sensitive, feely humans should think about too because there are things in the world that are ugly and and gross and bump up in a, in a in a disruptive way against our sensitive, feely, sort of compassionate, empathetic look on the world. And so for me, you know, a, a recent sort of thing that I've had to struggle to empathize with is, so my mother uh, and I had a recent sort of uh, – uh, instance, and it, you can listen to episode seventy-four of the podcast if you want to hear the whole story. But I, I want a relationship with my mother. She, she, you know, she is, um, she's my mom. You know, and and I, I, she gave me. Uh, I, I love her for for bringing me into the world and giving me a love for nature and a love for silliness and and not not taking life too seriously. But she, she told me to my face that I, that what I'm doing with this podcast is negative and that I need to shut up about talking about my mental health. And she said I was lying about harming myself. Uh, and she said I had no morality and I'm a negative person. And that was hard to take. That was really hard to take, you know. And, and um, again, I spoke about that instance in episode sort of 74 in depth. Um I think a previous version of me would have just maybe cut it off from there uh and said no and and I don't deserve that and walked away maybe and maybe okay with not having that relationship any longer but I don't want that I want a relationship with my mom um and and she's having a hard time and and maybe can't see the beauty in sharing our mental health stories and she can't maybe she's having a hard time accepting the fact that i had a hard time growing up and that i struggled and i i have compassion for that you know and i i know that she had a hard time with my father who was um difficult you know to say the least and so i have compassion for that and empathy for that right but it's it's hard when her ideals and her sort of outlook on life uh leads to someone like me um leads to her uh, categorizing someone like me as being negative and and lacking in morality. And, and, you know, I, again, a previous version of me would have been just so upset with that and so angry, maybe. Um, but the most beautiful thing and one of the hardest things about empathy is meeting people where they are and truly seeing them and accepting them. You know, so my mom, you know, being a, a very right-leaning, sort of conservative Christian. I, I'm, you know, I, I would say I'm on the opposite end, right? I, I'm more liberal and and progressive, and and you know, I'm I'm about human rights and equality and and things like that. And and we just don't see eye to eye on those things. Um, so I, I do have a hard time with anything that to me is like anti-human uh, things, like bigotry and homophobia and racism and these things that that are exclusionary and not about meeting people where they are and accepting them for who they are. And so those things I struggle with, you know, in terms of empathy. And I, um, yeah, I, 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 I'd imagine you struggle uh, listener with that sometimes too. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. So let me know. Um, let's move on to another question. Uh, this is from Marjolein in the Facebook group. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Marjolene. Uh, it's a beautiful name. Uh, again, Marjolene is in the private Facebook group for Yumi Empathy, so if you're not in that group, uh, make sure you go check that out. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Empathy. Okay, Marjolene says, quote, What is your birthday gift to yourself this year? Is it something material or immaterial or perhaps one of each? Uh Really great question. And I love it because it, it makes me happy uh, thinking about it. So uh, a couple of things uh, I'm doing for my birthday. I'll be working, um, uh, during my birthday. In fact, I'll be down in San Diego working, but after my work trip, I am going to go, uh, backpacking in the Sequoia National Forest with my partner and my friend, David and Tyler and, uh, I love backpacking, I love camping, I love being out in nature, and just you're just kind of wandering and just allowing the beauty of nature to just kind of take me in. I get so much grounding and joy from being in nature. So, we're going backpacking, which is going to be fun. And then uh, Jessica also got me a pair of overalls for my birthday. Uh, overalls, these are these are denim overalls, so they're jean overalls. And they're adorable and they have a little pocket. I actually, you know, for the for this episode, uh the uh social image is a picture of me in these overalls. Uh I've been wanting overalls for a long time. They've been on my wish list and Jessica, uh my partner, uh graciously got me a pair and I love them and they're hilarious and adorable and they make me very happy. Uh and then the other thing, um I'm going to be doing and Jessica got me is, uh, I'm going to be getting my first facial, something I've never done before. Um, but you know, treat yourself, right? Self-care. I mean, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get a facial and I'm excited. I've never gotten a facial, so I don't know what to expect, but, um, I'm excited for it. It should be, it should be a nice sort of relaxing time and, um, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you know how it goes. So, thank you for that question, Marjolene. Marjolene also asked, quote, "What is the biggest positive eye opener, surprise, amazement you've experienced so far since starting the Yumi Empathy Podcast?" Uh, you know, there are so many, um, and I'm, I'm just going to name one, um, and and this is uh, one that really sticks with me. So, Monica Felton uh, at M O N Felton Mon Felton on Instagram. Reached out to me a few months back uh, via Instagram and and just shared how sh- how how my story and the story that I, I shared on the Mighty and and on Yumi Empathy how the podcast has helped her be a better mum uh, as she put it mum or mom to her son and I when I first read those words I I wept I I was so touched and moved to to. To think about this beautiful woman and mother all the way in Australia listening to me gab away and talk about my feelings and being moved by that and, and allowing that story to give her and her son some insight and and uh, a bit more beauty uh, and, and sort of emotional clarity maybe. And it's just, it just reassures me that I'm doing the right thing here. And I... I will never forget uh, Monica reaching out to me, and I, I I'm just so grateful for that that moment. It's such a beautiful moment, and it's a good reminder for you listeners to like, you know, reach out. You know, if you are touched, if you if there's something in one of my guest stories that really connected with you and resonated with you and allowed you to maybe look at your mental health in a different way, let me know. Cause those things really truly are one, they make my day. And two, it's what this is about. And so I I I really love to hear that. And just it's a great reminder for me that I'm doing I'm doing the right thing here uh, in this podcast. So thank you for that question, Margeline. Uh let's see. Let's move on here. Uh this is also a question from Margeline. Uh she's got a few. Uh Quote, can you elaborate on some developments regarding Yumi empathy? Will there be a book, for instance, or a graphic novel starring Tony and you doing some of the wonderful handstands? Uh, will you do a tour, perhaps, sharing your experiences so far? First of all, uh, look at you, Marjolaine, being so gracious in your questions. Um, I don't want to appear to be too navel-gazy. Maybe this whole episode is very navel-gazy. Anyways, I don't care. Uh... You know, it's very wishful thinking, um, but I also have all of those wishes too, Marjolaine. Um I, in fact, I am working on a business idea. I, I know I've mentioned it, you know, in in it's in itties and bitties, um, itties and bitties. Uh, I know I've mentioned it in, in the small part um, before a little bit here and there. Um, I'm not going to say too much at this point because it's still very... Um, it's not concrete yet, but it, it will be a very natural extension and progression from umi Empathy. Um, it's It will be about meeting people where they are. It will be about promoting empathy and vulnerability and emotional wayfinding. It will be about doing this type of work, but hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, on a much bigger level, you know, in and, and, and businesses and schools and things like that. I won't say much more. I have a lot of ideas and I I, I will, I promise you, I will share with you because you guys, you feely humans, you know, you're the perfect audience for what I'm building. And I, I, I hope you'll be ex- ex- as excited as I am for it because it, it is very exciting and I'm working on it with uh, my dear friend Bryn Woodley who is, uh, who was a guest on You Empathy and, and she's a, um, exceptional letterer and designer in her own right. And so we've been working together on, uh, the plan, the, the, the business idea. So once I have more information, I will definitely share it with you. Um, I, and I hope, again, I hope you're as excited as I am about it because it's, it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, a book graphic novel would be amazing. I, I have a goal of writing a book someday. In fact, that was my goal at the start of 2019, actually. Um, but, you know, life and brighter, shinier goals took over, uh, uh, i.e. the business idea. Um, but I intend to get back to it. I do want to write a book. I have pieces of a book uh, in progress. So that that's definitely a part of my goal. And then Doing a live version of the podcast would be so amazing. I, I I don't think I am or the podcast is anywhere near that level of big, but I do have hopes for it. And I, I I would love to hear if you know, let me know. Let me know on Instagram if if that's something that you would be interested in doing, if you would pay a certain amount of money to travel to a place and buy a ticket to see me and Tony and maybe some special guests. Do a live episode, you know, maybe take your questions, do an interview, you know, um, we can all see the, sing the Yumi Empathy song together, whatever it may be. Like, I, I think that would be amazing. And I would love to hear if you're interested, if that's something you would want to be a part of, or if you have any ideas, I'd love to hear them. I'm, I am always, uh, willing to listen and, uh, connect with you. So, Okay. I have one more question from Marjolene in the Facebook group. Uh, Marjolene says, quote, What are some topics we can look forward to seeing featured on the podcast? This is a fun question. So coming up next Monday, we'll be with my pal Becky, and we talk a lot about her life as a doula and postpartum care and, and uh, that type of thing. Uh, other topics coming up include uh, dissociative identity disorder, Sensitivity, Why Therapy is Cool with Dr. Christina, Exploring the Good in the World with Brandon Harvey, Grief, um, EMDR Therapy, Empathy in Business and, like, Corporations, uh, Mental Health in and Music and, and Art Therapy, uh, Endometriosis with Laura Parker, uh, Seeking Beauty in the World, uh, and just a ton more. Uh, those are Those are just episodes I've already recorded feely humans i'm like way ahead i i record too much in fact i'm taking august off from recording entirely you'll still get an episode every monday don't you worry but yeah i'm taking off august from recording because i've just been recording too much um okay uh let's see next question uh this is from our dissociated life who will be a uh, guest on the podcast. I've already recorded with them, and uh, they'll be on the podcast uh, soon. Uh, so they art uh, Dissociated Life on Instagram. Uh, they said, quote, what do you see as the way forward to getting empathy to spread into large corporations and governing agencies, healthcare, social justice? You know, I, I, I honestly think it's, it's one person transformed into a feely human at a time. Uh, it's really just one at a time. Um, I, I, think, you know, ways that we can help that are workshops and classes and, and buy-in from sort of higher ups in, in businesses and corporations and, and, you know, even pitching these sorts of empathy, vulnerability, sort of, um, what emotional wayfinding lessons in classes as, um, related to speaking in the own the the same language of the business owner, right? Like talking about how will these things contribute to the bottom line? You know, return on investment. You know these business terms you hear. You know how will they improve the morale of the company? Uh, allow others to have um, better emotional and mental health, which can contribute to um, a healthier. Uh, more dedicated, happier workforce—you know things like that. So, I do think um, maybe my answer is a little bit of a cop out at this point, but I do think it does start with just one person at a time. Uh, next question—I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> this is from Francesca. Francesca on Instagram. She's at at dot we never. Sorry, at we've met on Instagram. Uh, she says, can we hang out and get coffee sometime in Austin? 100% yes. I love Austin, Francesca. Uh, next time I'm, I'm there, I will let you know. And uh, vice versa. If you're in the Southern California area, happy to get coffee with you. That would be fun. The last time my wife and I were in Austin, we went to MondoCon, which if you don't know Mondo, they're kind of a pop culture, nerdy, sci-fi, horror um. Company that creates that sort of connects with amazing artists that, that create uh, beautiful posters and uh, cover art for for um, records and things like that. It's it's really it's really quite uh, something. So check out Mondo. Um, I think it's mondotees dot com. Um, if you just search Mondo posters, you'll find it. Anyways, all right. This next question is from at Aaron G at aaron.g.gaffney on Instagram. Hey, Aaron. Uh, Aaron asks, what are some books that have affected your worldview? Now, I really love this question uh, because I am a book nerd. Uh, for those who don't know, I had a book-themed wedding. You know, we all... Uh, I, I met Jessica, my partner, on Goodreads, uh, which apparently is a thing you can do. <laughs> um and so, and I'm surrounded by books all the time. It's uh, books uh, fuel me. I think books, stories are empathy machines. So books are very important to me. So I'm just going to list a handful, well, more than a handful here uh, right now. Uh, once the body keeps the score. Um, it's a book I've read once, uh, but mentioned on the podcast a lot. It's it's by uh, Bessel van der Kolk, and it's all about. How we hold trauma in our bodies—it's—it's it's stunning. It's a really uh, eye-opening book. "Where the Red Fern Grows" by Wilson Ra- Wilson Rawls is a book I've read probably the most out of all of these. It's a—it's a children's book, um, you know. But I—I I, I read it as a kid, and and I, I still read it as an adult from time to time. But it—it's about a boy and his and his um, and his dogs in the woods, and they go on adventures, and it's very sad, but. I connected so much and, and connect so much to Billy Coleman, uh, the main character in that book, and uh, it just because that's kind of what I did uh, growing up. I, I love to kind of go off and wander in the woods and and find solace in the woods and 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 with animals and and get away. I, I needed to get away, and 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 um, you know Billy Coleman had that had that pull as well. I just love it so much. Um, Les Misérables uh, by Victor Hugo. Um, I love that book because it's uh, it's a story about redemption and it's beautiful, and you know it's a uh, it's a wonderful uh, play as well, uh, musical I should say, uh, with amazing music. Um, if you haven't seen Les Mis on Broadway or just your local theater, it's it's amazing. You know, I I grew up listening to the Broadway cast recording on CD um, and tape. Uh, that's that's a thing that existed. Um, yeah, you know. So Les Mis, you gotta you gotta you gotta love Les Mis. Uh, the Call of the Wild is another one by. Jack London, uh, like Where the Red Fern Grows, it's about a guy in the woods, you know, and I I love those stories. Um, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon. Uh, It's a book I read twice. It's an epic, sprawling book about two cousins in 1930s New York City. They start a comic book book. you know it's it's there's war there's love it's so beautifully written michael chabon is one of my favorite writers and it you know it uh, it deals with um you know lgbtq relationships and and it deals with um you know being who we are uh, as people and 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 pursuing passions and it's it's really beautiful i love it so if if you haven't read the amazing adventures of cavalier and clay uh, pick it up; it's wonderful. Um, another one uh, that I kind of thought of at the last minute is called "Losing My Religion" by William Lobdell. And William Lobdell was, um, <clears throat> if I remember co- correctly, he was you know he was raised as a Christian and he kind of grew up in that. And the whole uh, it's nonfiction. The whole the whole book is about him coming to terms with falling away from his religion. And and that's that's I read that during the time where I was, um, you know, I, I had left, um, my sort of upbringing, my Christian upbringing and I, and I was reading a ton of these types of books and this is one that stuck with me. I I felt it was very respectful and beautiful and I, I appreciated all his insights and I very much related to it a lot. So that's, uh, that is losing my religion. Uh, Another one at that time. Um, it's 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 less respectful, but it's so well written. It's called "God Is Not Great" by Christopher Hitchens. Um, Christopher Hitchens was a notorious curmudgeon and had some, uh, you know, not nice to say things to say about certain religions, which I don't appreciate. But this book I felt was very. Uh, informative for me, and I, I really appreciated his writing and his mind. <clears throat> Another book, a uh, m- more recent book, uh, Little Panic by Amanda Stern, and Amanda was a guest on the podcast, and I really loved um, uh, Little Panic because it talks about, it really beautifully shows what anxiety can look like in people, and as someone who struggles with anxiety, I really appreciated that uh, another one is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, really, all Roald Dahl books I loved and connected with. I love the whimsy. I love the silliness of them. I love I loved the worlds. I wanted to, I wanted to be in those worlds. You know, I wanted to hang out with Charlie and you know, you know, look at the twits and hang out with the witches and you know, all all these like wonderful characters. <clears throat> and I liked it because it had a underpinning of darkness too you know it wasn't all like puppy dogs and roses there was there was some darkness to it and I appreciated that as a kid and I appreciate that now because that's life you know life life has some darkness to it and it's not necessarily a bad thing so I, I really appreciate Roald Dahl for that uh The Giving Tree is one that's just a beautiful children's picture book um I I love and makes me cry every time I think about it where the sidewalk ends uh shell silverstein uh, again absurdity um but wrapped in that absurdity is just such resonant um beauty and insight into the human condition i just i just love shell silverstein uh other voices other rooms by truman capote is probably one of the best written books i've ever read um it's his first book and it's amazing uh, Into the Wild, um, by John Krakauer. Uh, you know, I didn't appreciate the character of um, Christopher McCandless. I think it was his name. Uh, he was he he felt like a bit of a selfish punk to me, but I did appreciate some of the messages in there about environmentalism and the impact we make on the earth, and 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 sweet sweet mama nene. Uh, and then the last one I'll mention is The Sun Also Rises by uh, Ernest Hemingway. <clears throat> I, you know, Hemingway, again, was another one of those characters who, you know, had some misogyny issues, had some violence issues, but he was a, an amazing writer and he kind of was one of the writers that kind of like inspired me to write myself early on. And The Sun, Ari- Sun Also Rises is a story that um, inspired me to travel and and also, it could be. I could get this from Hemingway, but inspired in me, um, I have a I have a kind of chaotic streak in my life, and I have a bit of not fatalistic, but you know, a bit like you know, we're let's. How do I describe it? It's it's not fatalistic. It's not nihilism. It's just a bit of uh, rambunctiousness, and I embracing of the absurdity of life, and kind of living in the moment. I, I try to do that. Uh, as often as possible, and I think um, it can be problematic sometimes, for sure, and it certainly was problematic in my teens and 20s at times for some of the wild things that I did, but I appreciated it and the message. So, those are the books that affected my worldview. Thank you, Aaron, for that thoughtful question. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on here. Um, this question is from... Katie Foxwood. Katie is at Katie underscore Foxwood on Instagram. She asks, how did Yumi Empathy start? How do you balance work, personal life? Also, do you have a job other than Umi Empathy? Uh, Okay, so how did Yumi Empathy start? So after writing about my story a bit and sharing a little bit like on a blog and just kind of with people in my, you know, my direct vicinity, I realized I wanted to create a more sort of resonant and intentional beacon for mental health awareness, you know, and and feeling like I didn't have a safe space growing up, I wanted to create that safe space. So, that's kind of how it started. Um, It really came together pretty fast. I worked on the concept and started booking guests, you know, uh, took about three months, just the whole sort of thing, and then launched it and it's been going ever since, since January 2018. It's less than two years old, which is crazy. Before before that, before You Me Empathy, actually, I ran a podcast called Joy Sandwich with my partner, Jessica. Uh, we did that for four years, um, only release an episode every two weeks, but you can actually still access all of those episodes. It's a lot sillier than You Me Empathy, it's, uh, but about embracing joy in life, so if you like that sort of thing, uh, check it out. It's, you can still access all the episodes on my website, which is knownwells.com, N-O-N-W-E-L-S.com. And what else? Uh, how do I balance work personal life? Um, I just try not to overdo it. Um, it's still such a new thing, this, this podcast, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So, I It still fills me up so much. It still just reaches in my heart and makes me so happy, you know. And, and so, you know, I don't feel like there's ever going to be any burnout. Um, the part of the reason for me taking August off from recording is, yeah, maybe giving myself a little of a break. You know, I love talking to people, but uh, if I do it every day, day in and day out, you know, I wasn't doing that, but you know, maybe it could become a burnout situation. And I'll, I don't want that to happen, something that is so important to me. Um, so I, I just try to be mindful of that and, you know, take take time when I need to and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, do you have a job other than You Empathy? Yes, I do have a job. I am uh, a writer, editor, solutions person for... Um, uh, for Pat Flynn. Uh, so before that, I worked for a little editorial agency called Winning Edits. Before that, I did a bunch of writing and editing for various companies and freelance stuff. And uh, Winning Edits, we we were we had we we had been working with Pat Flynn of smartpassiveincome.com for many years. And we, in just this past January, we, you know, became his full-time team. So now we're team SPI and uh, Pat, uh, if you don't know, is a, uh, he helps people out in online business and starting their thing. And he's really sweet and nerdy and he has a huge heart and I'm super grateful for uh, the opportunity to work for him because he's, he's just, um, I've had jobs in the past where, you know, you work in corporate environments where you just have like the machismo, you have the, you got to crush life all the time, you know, that sort of thing. And Pat is the farthest from that as possible. He's, he's a nerd. He's a dork. He's, he's cheerful and joyful and he's passionate and works hard and cares about serving others and, and making the world a better place. And that, that is uh, a dream job for me. So, Uh, I work from home. We're all, the whole team, there's, gosh, there's only like 10 of us or so. And we all work from our respective states and uh, it's lovely and beautiful. So, uh, I love my day job. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Katie has another question. Uh, This is, oh, she says, what is your favorite quote on wellness, empathy, recovery, or just in general? I am going to read <clears throat> one of my favorite quotes of all time. This is from Carl Sagan, um, uh, an excerpt from Sagan's book, Pale Blue Dot. And it's it's a thing I reference in the intro to this podcast all the time. And I mention it all the time. I use that word, pale blue dot, all the time. In fact, I my wife and I are talking about getting a puppy right now because Scooby is 12... And going on 13 in October, which um, thinking about makes me very sad. (laughs) God, it makes me very sad to think about. But you know, quick sort of side avenue tangent. Um, You guys, when Scooby passes, which hopefully will be in the year 20 to 37, uh, but when he does, I I'm gonna need so much support. I I don't know how I'm gonna operate, but. I'm not going to think about that now. Anyways, the puppy. So, the puppy is supposed to be a transition dog, and I'm bringing it up to puppy because one of my name ideas for the puppy would be pale blue dog after pale blue dot. So, anyways. Okay. I'm going to read this quote. It's kind of long, but I love it, and I hope you love it too. <clears throat> Carl Sagan says, quote, look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. In... I'm already fucking this up. I'm going to start over. (laughs) Quote, Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of. Every human being who ever was lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there. On a mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam, the earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and and emperors, so that, in glory and triumph, they could become the uh, the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great, enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit, yes. Settle, not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the earth is where we make our stand. Isn't that just the best? I mean, come on, Carl Sagan. Gosh, it's just, it's, it's, I love it so much because, again, this is what we have. This is, this right here is what we have. So let's make the best of it. Let's treat each other with compassion and respect and love. Let's, let's cherish this planet because this is what we have. This is, this is what we have right now. And so that quote, uh, Katie is my favorite um, from pale blue dot. So, okay. Uh, Moving on. Let's see. We've got a few more questions here. Uh, Where am I? I'm losing my place. Uh, Okay. Uh, This is from also Katie. Gosh, Katie, again, being very verbose in your questions. Uh, She says, fave movie of all time. Fave TV show. Currently, Gosh, that's really tough. Uh, but I'll name a few of my favorite movies. Willow, White Fang, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, The Iron Giant, Toy Story, Rope, Buck, The Thing, uh, Ladybird, and my favorite TV show currently is Fleabag. There's only two seasons. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's crass, but it's so good and it's, uh, it's really about grief. So, Get on Amazon Prime and watch Fleabag because Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a genius. Okay, uh, another question from Katie. What are some life goals? What are some you've achieved? Um, so I mentioned the business. Uh, that is definitely a goal of mine. Um, I want to write a book. Uh, I want to create a storytelling series um, that is inspired from You Empathy. And I want these people as guests on Umi Empathy. Jamila Jamil, Brene Brown, Will Wheaton, Pete Holmes, Johnny Sun, Glennon Doyle, Rachel Hollis, Brie Larson, Emily Gordon, Rachel Bloom, Nora McInerney, Felicia Day, Glenn Close, Gemma Correll, Emily McDowell, Dax Shepherd, Kristen Bell, Jonathan Van Ness, Kate Spencer, Dori Shafriar, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Mindy Kaling, Lynn Manuel Miranda. So, um if anyone knows those people <laughs> that's listening, let them know that um I would love to have them as guests on this very podcast. I've actually reached out to some of those folks. Um so hopefully maybe some of that will happen someday. Fingers crossed. Okay. Uh goals I've achieved. Let's see. I haven't been very good about creating like actual like concrete goals in my life. It's all sort of a wash. And uh, a bit chaotic, but, you know, I, I, I did have the goal of creating new empathy. And uh, so far, it's going well. I, I had a goal of running a marathon. Uh, I did that. Uh, I feel travel is very uh, important to building empathy. And I've, I, I think one of my sort of early goals in my life, uh, even before I met Jessica, was to travel more and to to specifically travel within the within the united states so i've been to i think most states except maybe four or five and uh yeah so those are those are some life goals achieved uh let's see <clears throat> now this is a question from kat harrison uh she's at X-O-K-A-T, uh xokat on instagram if you could hand one note to every stranger you meet what would it say Uh, This is such a beautiful question. I I love the idea and it makes me just happy to think about it, you know, Um, actually making it real. Uh, But so my initial thought was I would put on the note, you are loved, which I think is great. But then I, I changed my answer and I think I'd put, I see you. But then I thought, oh gosh, like what if, Am I just handing strangers I see you cards? And then they're thinking I'm like spying on them from behind the bushes or something. Uh, so maybe, I, maybe it's I see you and then in parentheses, you are not alone. But then I thought, hmm, maybe they're thinking like, oh shit, should I, pull, should I put out a restraining order on this guy? Oh, I don't want that. So maybe it should be you are loved or all of the above. That's what I'd say. Thank you for that question, Kat. Kelly Kay, uh, she's at K-A-Y-E underscore S-E-R-A underscore S-E-R-A, K-S-E-R-A-S-E-R-A on Instagram. She says, quote, in a very turbulent time in our country, how do you remain empathetic and avoid bitterness? Uh, this is another wonderful question. I can definitely go into dark whirlwinds thinking about this stuff for sure. Um, I, I feel out of control sometimes for shame about my privilege, sad about you know what I perceive to be the little change I can enact. but I remind myself that I am human. I remind myself that I can enact change uh, just at a smaller level. I remind myself that it's that some of these um, you know turbulences, some of these these heartaches, some of these awful things that we as humans, um, witness, you know, on the news and, and what whatnot, sometimes can derive out of fear and ignorance and, and lacking in love and empathy. And so, to me, that says, you know, maybe there's hope in reaching one person at a time in, in love and, and showing them the way of empathy and vulnerability and emotional intelligence and clarity, you know. So, that's what I do I also try to, you know, give back uh, in ways that are meaningful to me, and 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 um, give my time and money to organizations I believe are doing work in bigger ways that I can't. Uh, things like that uh, definitely help. Uh, this question is from Bree. Uh, she's at G O D I N B, G O D I N B on Instagram. Bree says, "Quote." How do you get comfortable being so open about your story? I think it just takes time. It takes experience. It takes it just takes you to start doing it and talking to people. You know, start with for me it it took a lot of time in processing the things in writing, you know. So, I would start there, you know. It doesn't remember also it doesn't have to be you know, when you first talk about this stuff, it doesn't have to be beautiful or perfect. There's no there's no such thing. It's just it's valid and beautiful because you're saying it. It's because it's your it's your experience and your story. So, but but processing it through writing or journaling, um, or talking on a podcast can help with that. But it just takes time. You just kind of keep doing it. Start with the people close to you. You know, um, find safe spaces like EMI empathy. You know, like the EMI empathy group on Facebook, like other so many wonderful. Uh, spaces, you know, modern loss and, and what Shelby Forsythia, Forsythia is doing, um, uh, talking about grief and Katie Huey, you know, talking about beautiful things and, you know, so many great organizations, you know, that create safe spaces for people. Project Heal, um, Mental Health America, The Mighty, you know, just just find your people and start start sharing your story because there are people out there. So many of us that are there to listen and to meet you where you're at and see your story uh, for what it is, which is beautiful and valid. Uh, so thank you for that question, Bree. <clears throat> uh, this is a question from Brittany. Brittany is at Brittany Marie Walsh on Instagram. <clears throat> Brittany asks, "If you could talk to your younger self, any age." What would you say to him? Things you'd warn him, advice you'd wish you'd learn sooner, reassurances. You know what? I'd tell him that his sensitivity sensitivity is a strength, not a weakness. It's not something to be ashamed of, that it feels bad now, but it will be your guiding light going forward. That's what I'd say. You know, growing up, I I I am very sensitive, but growing up, I was a sensitive boy without scaffolding you know without the people who i felt were safe right and so hearing that for me hearing telling that little boy that you know what you're experiencing now is is you know your sensitivity is is a strength and and will be a light for you going forward and for others um that would have been amazing you know um so thank you for that travel back in time brittany uh we have a couple more questions are you hanging in there, listeners? This is going on forever. And I love it. And I love answering these questions because they're such great questions. And I'm starting to lose my voice, which is great. I love that. Um, and I hope this is uh, meaningful to you. Again, let me know if it's not. Uh, in fact, don't let me know. Just let me know if, if you'd like to hear something like this again. Uh, okay, uh, the penultimate question is from at halcyon... H-A-L-C-Y-O-N underscore A on Instagram. Halcyon underscore A says, quote, What helps you keep going with all the things, life, work, people, when you feel exhausted, burnt out, and just want to lay down? Um, What keeps me going is knowing that one feely human story can make a world of difference for someone else. You know, it's why I keep doing this podcast. It's why I keep sharing my story. It's why I want to connect with every one of you. You know, uh, you know it's why I I keep at this, you know. So that's kind of what what keeps me going, you know. Uh the last question is from Anton Evers uh on Patreon. Again, um patreoncom Empathy is uh a place where you can support the show if you want. For as little as 25 cents an episode, it's um yeah, it's an easy way to support the show financially. Uh, again, for as little as a dollar a month or 25 cents an episode and you get some, uh, you know, goodies and things. Uh, okay. Uh, Anton asks, quote, what is your favorite outside activity? He says, I myself am allergic to cats and my apartment is too small for a dog, but I love going outside petting other people's pets, cats included, or just going out and wander. Last week I observed a beehive for half an hour. I would love to hear what things you do or would like to do when you are outside, end quote. I love that question, and I love the wander. Um, definitely wandering. I love a wander. You know, I mentioned my backpacking trip uh, earlier in this episode. I love going out in nature and kind of trying to get lost. Uh, my wife hates this about me, um, <laughs> but it's it's something I like to do. Uh, I love running and hiking. I love trees. You know, we have big old oak trees in our yard and I love looking at them. I love hearing the little busy, happy bees kind of buzzing around the the pollen in uh, the leaves. Um, that makes me very happy. Um, uh, I love camping. I love backpacking. I love swimming in mountain lakes. I love a long road trip, you know, where you're kind of in the middle of nowhere and you're seeing things you've never seen before and you're stopping at middle of nowhere, you know, rest stops and gas stations. And it's just, you're on the road, you know, you're connecting to our ancestors and it feels, it feels good. I love a long road trip. Um, So those are the things that I do uh, outside. Um, Also, I love to garden. I lately having the space in our backyard, um, I've been growing vegetables and fruit and it's been fantastic. I love that. I love kind of, I love a toil, in the in the earth um okay so that's it i think those are the questions that is episode 86 what do you think i'd love to hear your thoughts at you empathy on twitter and instagram um let me know i'd love to hear what you thought of it and again for my birthday would you do me a kindness and leave a review for Yumi empathy um honest review um You know, that's all I want. Uh, So leave a review for You Empathy in iTunes. I would love to read it um, and make my day. Uh, And another thing you can do, again, go to the show notes, um, and there's a link there to donate to Project Heal for my birthday fundraiser. So you can do that as well if you'd like. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for all of those wonderful questions. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, this is 38. I'm 38. 38. Hmm. It's just a number, you know. I don't, I feel very young at times. I feel old at times. It's, uh, it's, just, it's all just a spectrum. And, uh, you know, feels good. Feels good to be 38. I feel like I have so much more to learn. And that's the exciting part. Like, I think I can get, or we can, I'll just speak for me, I can get overwhelmed by that that notion at times, thinking about like, oh, there's so much, there's so many books to read, there's so many movies to watch, there's so many things to learn, there's so many places to travel to, and that's true. And the flip side of it, the different perspective on that is, there's so many books, there's so many places to travel, there's so many wonderful movies to watch, and it's endless, and that's exciting, because that's, that's a life of joy and cleaning and learning and, gosh, you know, listening to stories. Stories. Stories are the best. Okay. I am um, in need of a glass of water. So I am going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you for, for for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. I really appreciate you. And again, let me know what you think. All right. As always, dear listeners, dear feely humans, I'm here. You're here. We're here together on this wayward, overwhelming, awe-inspiring, pale blue dot. We have each other. It's you, me, empathy. La, la, la. La, la.